If it wasn't for goats, we wouldn't have coffee. Look it up. I want to get some coffee. You want some coffee? No, thank you. I'm fine. And the best sports talk in Acadiana. 1033 The Goat. All right, Dave Schultz, back on a Monday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 uh, The Goat. We've had a couple of great authors on talking about their books. Joe Posansky, Why We Love Baseball, A History in 50 Moments. We got Gary Myers, Once a Giant, A Story of Victory and Tragedy and Life After Football. And now we are thrilled to have on Armin Katayan. has got a new book out. Gambler, Secrets from a Life at Risk. It's about Billy Walters, and we're obviously interested in the Phil Mickelson part. Armin David Schultz, 103.3 The Goat, thanks for hopping on. Congratulations on the book. Well, thank you very much, David. Uh, how do you get connected with somebody like a Billy Walters? Well, it's a bit of a long story, but the, the short story is when I was at Sports Illustrated in 1986, we did a special report. It was 32 pages about gambling in America. And one of the sidebars was a story about the computer group in which Billy Walters was a mainstay at that time. But Billy's name never showed up in the story that Robert Boyle wrote. And then three years ago, a mutual acquaintance called me and he goes, um, do you know a guy named Billy Walters? And I was like, you mean the Billy Walters from the computer group? And he goes, yeah. And I said, yeah, I've got the file. I'm kind of that way. So I kept the file that we did on the entire uh, sports gambling special report, but particularly the computer group file. And I said, um, yeah, I, I'm, I know that guy. And he goes, would you like to meet him? And I said, well, I'm sure. I'll talk to him on the phone. So we talked on the phone a couple different times and then I went out to San Diego and saw Billy and um, in the summer of 2020 I wrote a couple of chapters sample chapters that Billy mm -hmm. really liked and then um, in September of 2020 this is in the middle of the COVID pandemic um, we decide to you know go into partnership together to do this book and you know three years later which is a long time for a, for an autobiography um, the book comes out, you know, literally tomorrow, uh, the first time it will hit the, hit the uh, stores and the shelves. All right, so let people know, you sort of gave a little bit, let people know who Billy Walters is exactly. <clears throat> well, he's literally, he's, well, he's a lot of people, first of all. I mean, he's <laughs> truly the most interesting man, and I've, you probably know, I mean, I've covered a lot of people in the course of my yes. 40 plus year career in sports journalism, um, you know, from Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Super Bowl champions to the chief investigative correspondent for CBS News during the, you know, uh, the Madoff years and all that stuff. Billy is the most interesting person I've ever met in my life because at 77 years old, he's lived about five or six different lives and they all in some way intersect. They're all colorful. They're all interesting. Uh, they're all inspiring. Well, not so much inspiring. In the end, they're inspiring. Um, so it was just one of those things where I was like, huh, okay. This guy has, um, 
he has more interesting stories, but also his personal life is so Horatio Alger, right? Rags to riches, rags to riches, rags to riches. And then he's successful not only as a sports gambler, um, for those that are interested in that, there's a quote on the back of the book from Jack Benyon, who was a longtime owner of the Horseshoe Casino. It says, if there's a Mount Rushmore of sports gambling, there's only one face on the mountain, mm. and that's Billy Walters. No one else is close. I mean, this man had a 36-year winning streak against the books. Wow. That's like, yeah, that's un. It's almost, it's unbelievable, really. It, you know what it's like. You have to I win. do. Yeah, 53% of <laughs> your bets, almost 53 to break even. Then you add in any other ancillary expenses, people that you're getting information from, you're paying your taxes. The odds of any individual beating the books for one year, let alone 36 straight years, even beating the books for one month at that, this point in time. That's exactly <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. I, Armin, I'm happy if I go on a three-week winning streak. <laughs> and what happens if you go on a three-week winning streak, David? You get Your books might just you know, cut your limits, or they may kick you out. And that's the way it is now. And this is the guy that was the greatest sports gambler um, on the planet. There's nobody even close. I mean, he just got inducted into the... Uh -oh. First inaugural class of the sports betting Hall of Fame, <laughs> sports gambling Hall of Fame, and he was the he was the last inductee. He was the headliner, and in his in the in the piece that preceded Bill's induction, there was this murderous row of sports handicappers and great betters and legendary rounders in Vegas, one after another saying, there's nobody close. This is the guy. This is the thing. And what's beautiful about the book is there's two chapters in it, masterclass and advanced masterclass, where Billy really reveals all of his secrets. It's how he thinks, his system, his money management system. So for people that are out there that are casual, recreational, sharp betters, there's some something for everyone. And the basic premise of how you bet against the FanDuel's and the DraftKings of the world. Um, I said to somebody today, it's like the Pope coming out on the balcony, you know, at the Vatican and saying, let me tell you what it's like, you know, to be the best Catholic, you know, right. this is, this is the sermon from the Mount and that's Billy. That's what Billy does in this book. And it's a heartbeat of the book, but it's not, it's not the true total narrative of the book by any stretch of the imagination. He's Armin Katayan, an 11-time Emmy Award winner. Played a little college baseball back in the day at San Diego State. We're big college baseball fans yeah. around here. Look uh, at you. You're pull, you're pulling stuff up from the past. There like you go. That. Were you were you all field no hit, or could you slap the ball around the park a little bit? I was a really good infielder. <laughs> I played short, second, third. Nice. And, you know, at San Diego State in those days, we had Dave Smith. You may remember him sure. as a closer for the Astros. Kevin Kennedy, who eventually wow. coached both the Rangers and the Red Sox and a bunch of other guys that were really, really good players. Um, no, I started and I played and uh, I was a really good infielder until I stopped hitting for a while. 
And in those days at San Diego State, if you stopped hitting for a couple of games, there was somebody else that was, you right. know, right behind you waiting to play. But I, I, those guys are still some of the best friends of my life. Uh, my best friend was our starting left fielder, Randy Hansen. And, um, you know, we're still best friends to this day. So uh, that was our fraternity. You know, I didn't join one at San Diego State, right. but I was in one with that baseball team. That's a lot of fun. All right, so how does how, – and we're talking with Armin Katan. Uh, how does uh, author of Gambler's Secrets from a Life at Risk, how does Billy Walters get connected to Phil Mickelson? Well, it's interesting. They had played together in the AT&T, the final round of the AT&T Classic out at Pebble. Uh, Frederick Jakobsen was the partner for Billy, and Billy um, and Phil was playing with a guy from Ford Motor Company, and they walked around the scenic, picturesque Monterey Bay. Phil and Frederick both shot 77 on the final day, the Sunday of the – they both finished, I think, in a tie for 38th place or something. But Billy said all Phil and Billy did was talk sports the entire time. And then in 2008, Billy, because he was a big client of what was Wachovia, soon to become Wells Fargo Bank, got invited to play in the Wells Fargo – I think it was the Wachovia Classic at that time in Charlotte – fails there um, playing. And he says in the locker room to Billy, oh, I hear you do partnerships. And Billy said, yes, I do. And so they had this conversation about – what it was like to be a partner with Billy Walters in there were certain levels of partnership at Phil's level. It was, it was a 50, 50 deal. Billy would put up 50% of the money. Phil would put up 50%. Billy would make all the bets. Um, and it was a multi, multi-million dollar, uh, partnership during the course of five years of, of football betting on college football, the NFL, principally college basketball, and then, um, you know, it, it uh, disintegrated when uh, Billy got, and both Phil, got investigated by the SEC over these insider trading charges. But it's interesting because they, they have this um, very, um, very complicated relationship in terms of Billy saw a lot of himself in Phil because Phil has already admitted his addiction to gambling. And by the time these guys got together, Phil was in the full throat of his gambling addiction. Um, but they also, Bill saw a lot of himself in Phil. He also saw somebody that he might be able to mentor and help Phil deal with his compulsions at the time. So it, it was a little bit complicated, father-son, older brother, younger brother, maybe in a certain way. Um, but when Bill got indicted on these insider trading charges in 2016, Phil had promised to testify or make a statement on Billy's half that Billy had never given him insider information on any stock, which the government was alleging in their stories that were planted in various newspapers, the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal principally. And um, when push came to shove and the moment arrived where Phil could stand up and 
and say what he had already told two FBI agents on multiple occasions that Billy Walters had never provided him with material non-public information, uh, Phil refused to do it because uh, he was in Dutch and complicated investigations by the federal government and other things. Uh, and that, that, that fractured, that broke their, well, their friendship. Yes. Yeah. One, one went to jail and my understanding is Phil Mickelson, yeah. all he did was pay back. He wasn't even fined. He just had to pay back what he profited. Paid a million dollars. Yeah. He paid back a million dollars. They, they put out a, um, you know, a release that said he was a relief defendant, didn't really do anything wrong, but had ca- got caught up in a scheme, which was just, I mean, fictional. Right. At best. And, but when you hire Gregory Craig, who was former President Obama's uh, chief White House counsel, you're, you're buying a lot of juice in the Justice Department, the FBI, and the Southern District of New York, and that's exactly what Phil got. He got a sweetheart deal from the government in exchange for him not testifying in Billy's trial mm. in the Southern District. And it's, you know, it's all laid out chapter and verse in the book, and we were, I think that's one of the reasons that Billy wanted me to work with him was because you know, that's part of my background. I'm comfortable with public record and documents and, and, um, and I understand what libel laws are in the United States and what the standards are and what you need to have in your back pocket if push comes to shove. And we have all that. And I think that's one of the reasons when the original Phil stories came out, the Ryder Cup related 400,000 Phil's non-denial denial on that, he never said one word about anything else that has been reported. And it's been significant and it's been complicated. But, um, you know, to Bill's credit, he never got personal. We always said, we'll stick with the facts because the facts are incredibly interesting on their own. And we'll just stick with them and, you know, let other people decide whether, you know, Bill was righted or wronged by Phil in the end. Zarman Katayan, really appreciate his time. Uh, he has covered the black quarterbacks in the NFL, the Penn State child abuse scandal, NFL concussion settlement, uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide, Coach Nick Saban for 60 minutes. Did you get him to laugh? Did you try to get him to laugh at all? I did. That okay. was the hardest thing to do. You get <laughs> Nick to laugh about something. Right. Or the better one is if you ask Nick a question he's never heard before oh. and you get that look. And then you don't know whether he's going to just kind of like slide by it or he's going to engage. And a couple times I've got him where he like goes, oh, I think I'm going to engage in that. And he gives you a great answer. And, you know, that's that relationship has been built up over and it's a relationship that's been built on trust. My favorite word when dealing with people like Coach Saban and Coach Belichick and a bunch of other high-level people, they trust you to ask a question and know that you're not going to showboat it or sensationalize it. And then they give you an answer that you've never heard before. And you're like, okay, that's what this business is about. It's about building the trust and having people feel comfortable revealing something about themselves because they know you're not going to use it to 
um, uh, promote your career. You know, you're doing it because it, you're doing it for the journalistic reasons. Armin Kitan, new book out tomorrow, right? Gambler, Secrets from a Life yeah. at Risk. Billy Walters, uh, Amazon, any bookstore you can get it at. Really looking forward to reading it. Armin, very generous with your time. Congratulations on the book. Uh, apparently, the since the baseball career didn't work out, you've been a success anyway. How about that? <laughs> can you believe it? Thank you, David. I enjoyed it. Thanks, man. Armin. All right. Talk again. Yes, hopefully. Yes.